sure that I didn't turn this off. You gotta figure it out. You're good. We acknowledge your presence here. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Your word tells us we're two or more of us are gathered in your name. We are gathered in your name to lift you up, to praise you, to exalt you, to magnify you. We say welcome, Lord. Come and have your way in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's Parted the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. We won't be quiet. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be tired. Come on, let's shout out his We're running free. Hallelujah. 
Now God is bigger, better, stronger, greater than you. There's no mountain too high, no valley too low. There's no fear that I have, he doesn't already know. There's no mountain too high, no valley too low. There's no fear that I have, he doesn't already know. There's no problem too big, there's no weapon too strong. There is nothing for God that's impossible. God is faithful, His promise is true, and I speak to the mountains, oh it's time to move, my God is bigger, better, stronger, greater than better, Hallelujah! 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 Oh 
Let the lions
worthy of all the praise we could ever breathe. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Jesus. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, you're the only one. Jesus, the only one who can ever reign. Worthy. Worthy of everything that can ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Holy. There is none beside you. There is love inside you. Open up our eyes and wander. Show me who you are and fill me with love. Your love to those around me. The name above every other name. Holy Ghost, have your way. Holy Spirit, shake what needs to be shaken. 
Reveal what needs to be spoken. Fresh fire, fresh fire in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ready for a miracle. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord, for the oil of your spirit. Thank you for the wind, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah, Praise you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Glory, 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 Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We drink you in. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Does anybody have anything? Glory, glory, Lord. Well, it's good to be in your presence, Lord. It is good to be in your presence, O oh Lord. Wow, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, we prepare our hearts to receive the Lord's Supper. If, uh, did, you get, did you get the elements? Uh, they'll pass out the elements right now. I appreciate that. I did. Um, did you get one as well? So, um, give us a minute here. Kathy, you just kind of make that little moment. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for your love, Lord. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for everything that 
that you've done. We come in with thanksgiving and praise into your presence. We are grateful, Lord. We are so grateful that we have been translated from this, the, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And this is an opportunity if someone has to rededicate themselves or if you've never asked the Lord Jesus into your life, this is a great opportunity. He loves you so much. He draws you today. Today is the day of salvation. And if there's anyone here that has never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, that opportunity is here too. It's Jesus who is the baptizer. John says that he baptized with water, but there was one color that was going to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. We need the fire of the Holy Spirit today. If you don't have that wonderful, wonderful gift of the Lord to pray in the Spirit, that's available for you today as well. I love the gift because it's a, the Lord tells us that, that we pray in His perfect will every time. His perfect will. We want to quote scriptures and we want to pray, and that is good and wonderful. Holy Spirit leads us, but when we pray in the Holy Spirit, let that prayer language flow from your belly, the well of living water. We're praying His perfect will. We should all want that and do it daily, all day. I love you, Lord, and your mercy never fails me. All my days have been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up till I lay in my head, I will see of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I was of the goodness of God. I love you, boys. You have led me through the fire. In the darkest night, you are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. I believe in the goodness of God. the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, His goodness is running after us. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Your goodness is running after, running after me. My life laid down, I'm surrendered now. Give you Running after me one more time. Your goodness is running after, running after me. 
your goodness is running after, running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. Give you everything. Your goodness is running after, running after me. All my life, all my life, you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God I will sing of the goodness of God We thank you Lord, oh you are so good We love you Lord Oh, we lift up our voices, Lord God. We just praise you. We give you all the glory. I thank you, Lord, for living and moving through us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We love you. You are our high tower. You are the anchor in the storms of life. We thank you. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. going to be good. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Amen. Over every heart and every mind. I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Sing that again. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Where's the mic? Oh, she's got the mic. Over every heart and every mind. So what's wrong with being a singer? You want to get up and sing. No, no, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Yeah, I just want to speak name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Every addiction starts to pray. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. My granddaughter. Over fear and all anxiety. Everyone held captive by depression. I speak Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. 
Oh, like a fire Oh, let's shout Jesus from the mountains Shout Jesus from the mountains Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness Over every enemy Jesus for my family I speak the holy name Jesus Jesus from the mountains Hallelujah Shout Jesus from the mountains Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness Over every enemy Jesus for my family I speak the holy name Jesus Your name is power your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows of like a fire. I just wanna speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Hallelujah. I Hallelujah, Wonderful Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over and over. Oh, Shabanda Rabababasianda Rabababasianda. Absolute peace, Father. Absolute peace. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm do a lot of sound in Jesus. All I want to do, all I want to do is worship. All I want to do is pray right at your feet. I lift my hands to heaven. Let your fire fall on me. Begin your fire within the Lord. Once again, oh, all we want to do is love you, Lord. All I want to do is love you. All I want to do is love you. All I want to do is see you right at your feet. As I lift my hands to heaven, let your fire fall on me. Kiss Jesus. Father, we just enter into your presence. We just enter into that place 
Father, where the visions of heaven are held. We enter that place of purpose, that place of vision, that place of utterance. Father, in every situation, God, you've always been faithful. In every situation, you've caught us. You've captured us as we've called your name. And Father, we come today into the reigning of your anointing, of your vision, of your presence. We come with holy hands lifted, saying, God, clean hands and a pure heart. Whatever's not of you, God, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would take out of us. That you would wash us, that you would cleanse us by the blood that you shed at Calvary. That, God, there would come a breaker anointing upon our homes. There would come a breaker anointing upon our city, upon our nation. We release a sound in businesses that would rise up and carry the visions of heaven. I loose an anointing upon men and women of God that have lost their vision, that have lost their way, that they would come back to the heartbeat of heaven. I ask Holy Spirit for reviving fire to come like a fan in flame across the land. A fan is anointing, God. I ask Holy Spirit that you would move in might, that you would move in power. That a sound would erupt in a generation that's not knowing your name or your sound. I ask God, Holy Ghost, that you would move in a generation that's full of rebellion, that's full of brokenness, that's full of fear and anxiety, that's full of addictions. And Father, I ask Holy Spirit for divine intervention in this hour. I ask Holy Ghost that you would come in your might and your power. A break of sound. A breaker anointing. I release the sound of the abundance of rain. I call forth the intercessors. I call the intercessors to take the place. I call the watchmen upon the walls to stand and behold your amazing grace to decree and declare what must be spoken in this hour. Holy Spirit, come. I ask God you would reveal the hidden things. That you would reveal hidden purposes of men. Hidden purposes of government. I ask God you would expose the dark and the silence of hell. And that you would bring forth the prophets, the teachers, the apostles, the pastors, the missionaries. The men and women of God that carry the anointing. That are not just about, but are doing what you say to do in this hour. That they would release the sound. In Jesus' mighty name, Father. Holy Ghost, have your own way. Holy Spirit, have your own way. Lord, if there's anything in our lives that's not of you, we repent. We lay it at the altar. And we say, come. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. You still want to, you still, yes, go ahead while you do that. You want to announce me or you want me to announce myself? Well, don't go too far. Everyone knows our dear Robin. We're so gracious and glad that the Lord has sent her across our path again to come and bless us. She comes to us from uh, Louisville, Kentucky, but she uh, is also from South Africa. We're glad that the Lord sent her over here to be blessing us today. She is, we're going to enjoy her spirit. She's energetic. She's funny. She's full of the Holy Spirit. And we're so glad that she's come to release that anointing and bless us. So welcome, Miss Robin. We're not, we're not standing. We're the lover, are we? 
No, I want to do it this way. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, um, every now and then, we as parents feel like we should be like Abraham without God telling us to have our own human sacrifice. Isn't that the truth? And my daughter called and I said to her, do not call me, I'm preaching. And then she called and I, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. I tell you, the Holy Ghost is on fire this morning. So I, I'm excited to be here. I took everything to get here. I was yesterday, I was in uh, Bardstown, Kentucky is where I'm from, where all the bourbon's at. You know, I took the new wine into bourbon land. And, uh, and about uh, two years ago, I didn't have a home, didn't have nothing. I was, well, I had the Holy Ghost, that's everything. But I've been traveling, going by the wind of the Spirit, uh, literally living out of suitcases every now and then. Somebody gave me an RV one time, and I stayed in it for two years until I realized I had maggots in the toilets. And then I decided to bless another ministry with that one. Hallelujah. <laughs> I need a new RV if anyone wants to bless me with one, but don't give me an 87 bounder, okay? And uh, Pastor Rodney had a team. He pulled me up to in, in uh, Tampa, Florida. He brought me onto his property, and I had a team that dumped the thing. I didn't have to do nothing, just stay there and rest and go preach, and it was amazing. And he even paid me a salary. He said, I want you to come up here, Robin, and rest. And he paid me a salary each week. I'd go get my paycheck, and I'd walk in his office. That's my Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. He's like my brother. And um, when I'd go in that office, I'd watch as they were, had ring guards out. And I'd be like, what are you all doing? And all these rings would be there, or there would be jewelry and different things. And they would say, oh, this is for the outreaches. People have donated all this in the offerings, and we don't get enough when we try and sell it or pawn it. So we're just going to bless those who want to get married. And they'd put the rings on their fingers and everything. It's a blessing. And it's one of the greatest ministries I've ever seen in blessing people. During COVID, he, every now and then he'd just drop a check in the mail to my ministry and say, Robin, I sent you some money. I sent you some money. But you know, there's a reason about it. There's a reason for it. And I wasn't going to say this this morning, but I will. It was in 1989 when I thought my life was done. I was done. I thought I knew everything. The greatest revelation I found out was that I knew nothing and then God could work with me. And it was in 89. I was in a church in Nova, Kentucky. It was a big church. It was my family church. We had to go to the church because if we didn't, my husband would get fired because he was on staff. And so it was a great church, but I was not in the place God wanted me to be in. And I'd been running from the call of God from my life. I'd run from it because I, I didn't see how. I, I, was, uh, I, was, I was saved literally in a Zulu revival in South Africa. Come to America when I was about three or four years old. Had such adventures with Jesus, saw the miraculous growing up. As I grew up, I would see blind eyes, open deaf ears here. I'd watch people with polio. The, my daddy would take the braces off their legs and they would run across the front of a dirt tent floor. And I saw the miraculous in manifestation. And so all my life, it was, I want to be used of you, God. Here I am, use me. All my life, I was at the altars. If I wasn't at the altars, I was standing in the meetings with a black baby on each hip while their parents were being saved, healed, delivered, and set free. And that was my life. I didn't know I was white till I come to America. I tell everybody that. And uh, it was a, it, it's been an amazing journey to be in the presence of God. It's been an amazing journey to be around men and women of God that have tasted and seen the goodness of God, that know what it is to release the sound of heaven. 
It has been an amazing journey. But you know what? I can, you can get around all the who's who in the religious zoo and you can sit under the greatest teachings and you can go to the greatest Bible schools. But until you've captured and had a revelation of Jesus Christ for yourself, you don't have nothing. I'm telling you right now. You have a lot of word. You know, you can have the word and you can dry up. You can have the Holy Ghost speak in a thousand tongues and you can blow up. But you need both of them together so you can grow up in the anointing because God wants to establish you as a man and woman of God that carries the anointing of heaven that when you walk in the place, everybody is acutely aware that there's something about you carry something and that's the person I want to pray for you, for me. That's the person I want to get around. That's the person I want to taste and see whatever they've done, I want. I remember the Holy Ghost was teaching me and dealing with me and I didn't want to hear from him. I was always running. I was working in the Christian bookstore at our church. We had a church of about 1,800 people. Uh, Colonel Sanders got saved out of church. Our offering buckets were KFC buckets, you know. <laughs> and so uh, here I was and we, my husband and I would pick up the who's who in the religious zoo. We, had the, we were the hospitality, part of the hospitality. My husband did all the television and everything. But I was dying. I was broken. I was like so lonely on the inside and felt like, where is the anointing? Where is the power of God in manifestation? Where is the visions of heaven? And it seemed to me like the only time you really, I felt things every sporadically when we'd have a visiting evangelist that actually carried something, that carried an anointing. And then I'd get so upset because it was like they would break it to bring forth another, another, another announcement for the week. Just when you'd reached a height of praise. Anybody else ever felt that way? And, and I was like, God, something's got to give here. Something's got to give. I don't want to just wait till we get to somebody at the end singing at the altar call. And then you feel a touch of heaven again. And they break again for something. The offering or something. And I was in a place, I was so hungry and I was so thirsty. But yet... I didn't see I could get out of the place I was in because the devil told me you're nothing. You'll never be anything. I was, my marriage was a mess. My husband loved me, but I loved him. But we were like Italians. I took authority over him. He took authority over me. I cast him out. He cast me out. And it was crazy. I anointed my house with oil. It took him three days to get back in. I mean, we knew all the sayings. We knew all the things to do, you know? You know, and I, I found out later, it wasn't two years later, I found out that divorce wasn't an unpardonable sin. I mean, according to the sins of God and all the other demonations, oh, that's an unpardonable sin. But it's not. God did not cause you to suffer, you know. And so it ended up that I was in a place of desperation. And a prophet came into our church, and later on, it wasn't at this time, God started sending men and women of God across my path to get ready. And I remember the night I walked into a meeting in Louisville, Kentucky with my brother's church. My brother saw the anointing. Um, he knew the anointing. My brother was ordained by a man named William Branham. He was a great prophet of God. And my, my dad prophesied Branham's death. My dad prophesied Benny Hinn's ministry when he had lots more hair than he had, does now. And, and so to make a long story longer, I was in a place I needed a touch of God. And my brother had seen, had had Kim Clements had come through our church many times. We all come out of the same church. Kim, Rodney, me, my brother, my dad, all of us from South Africa. And so I remember the night that, that uh, Drummond had had Kim at his church. And everybody thought it was so phenomenal because Kim Clements, I don't know if you know, he is a prophet. He was singing, my brother said to him, uh, Spiel de Bobiam Clem de Bech, which my, dad, my brother was saying, play 
this song and Kim started playing this song and everybody started worshiping and praising and the joke was that he was playing the monkey climbed the mountain and and but you know there was an anointing on anything he did there, there, there's an anointing on a man and woman of God that when they carry something you don't know what they're doing but you're like this is good stuff you know and so Drummond, my brother, helped Kim get started in this country, set him up meetings all over America, and then Rodney come to the country, and the first thing I heard was, I heard Drummond had a man of God at his church, and that people were laughing and crying and weeping and falling on the floor, and they were stuck to the floor, and they were stuck to the walls, and it was absolute pandemonium, and there was no order to it, and I thought my brother had an occult, so I thought I needed to fix it, because at our church, you didn't even raise a flag. If you did any of that stuff, they took you to the back room and cast the demons out of you. You know, so anybody else relate to what I'm saying? And so here I was, I was so hungry for God. And yet I thought I was okay. But I didn't know. You know, the Bible says even to this day in 2 Corinthians 3.15, when the book, when they read in the, as they behold in the word of God, the word of God, that's like looking in a mirror and that you're being changed from where. But it says at the beginning of this that even to this day there's a veil upon the children of Israel's mind. And I'm here to tell you something. There's a veil across the lands right now. There's a beguiling spirit that is upon the nations. God will give people what they want, but is it what you need? And then he'll let you run with it for so long, like somebody throwing out a line and catching a giant rainbow bass, and you'll let that bass run with it. You let him run with it, but eventually you pull it in just to, to see that what its strength, you know? And what God is doing in this hour, God is allowing the nations. He's allowing things to happen. But I'm telling you something, the winnowing hand of God is getting ready to move in such a way that he's getting ready to cut asunder. He's getting ready to lay down a plumb line. And he's getting ready to say, thus far, no more. I've given you what you thought you needed. Now I'm going to show you what I have for you that you do need. I'm getting ready to release a song and a sound and an utterance and a power of my anointing that will beguile scientists, that will beguile the news media, that those people who thought they knew everything are going to be perplexed because of the wonders and the ways and the workings of the Spirit of God. Just like he perplexed the king when he put Daniel in the lion's den. And he troubled him in the midnight hour. And he realized, that king realized, there's something beyond what all around me, my guys are telling me, my senate is telling me, and my congress is telling me. God can speak to a king in his darkened hour when he's saying, we're going to do it this way, and we're going to bring judgments for this. And so he throws Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the lion's den. But guess what God's going to do in the White House? He can do the same thing, and he's going to show him. You try and sh throw my people in a lion's den? You try and stop my Christians from being the man and woman of God that I've called them to do? I'm going to show you you that I am the fourth man in their fire, that I am alive, and I am doing a work, and I am going to expose the darkened arenas of legislations and things that's taken place in Congress. And so God, my God, I don't know how I got on the subject, but I got up there. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for another wonderful day. And so, and so, and so, I thought, I need to help my brother. He's going to cult. And I went over to my brother's church. And there was this man who was fat. He waddled like a duck. He was heavy at that time. He was very big. Rodney was very big. And I've lost weight, so don't anybody judge me. I've lost 130 pounds. I have a gorgeous body. It's trapped right now. The rest of it's coming out. I'm hollow on the inside, okay? But I did throw out the tide because all my clothes were shrinking for a while there. 
I'm going to keep you on your toes this morning. Listen. The Spirit of God came on my life. I walked into this meeting. Rodney was talking and he called me out. And I said no because he, I had never had anybody tell me, come up here and let me pray for you in a meeting before in my entire life. And I was in the back row and one minute I was sitting there and the next minute I was saying no. And the next minute he was saying, well, I'll come back and get you. And nobody had ever threatened to get me in church. And one minute as I was sitting there, the next thing I knew, the power of God hit me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. It was like I got hit upside the head with a Holy Ghost two by four. And all I know is one minute I was there and the next minute, and I, my best friend, was a, she's a doctor's wife. She was sitting next to me and she, was, she didn't know what to do because there was nothing she had ever seen. And the next thing I knew, I was flying across the room and I hit the floor. And it wasn't a demon because demons don't feel that good. I'll just tell you that much right now. <laughs> And I, when I hit the floor, I thought somebody had poured liquid gold from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I thought somebody had lit a kerosene fire inside my spirit. And out of my belly came this weeping. And this weeping. And this weeping. And for 45 minutes, I lay on the floor and I wept before God. And I looked in the heavens. I had a vision and I saw the heavens. And I saw that the cross was there, but Jesus wasn't on the cross. I looked around me and people who were weeping, Jesus was weeping over them. And people who were laughing, Jesus was laughing over them. And I knew I was in a deliverance service and God was setting me free. Didn't matter who I knew in the religious zoo. Doesn't matter who you've been around, who you sat at the table with. You got to sit at the table of the Lord. Revelations talks about the table of the Lord. There's a table that is prepared for you in the presence of your enemy. And he requires you to come to it and partake from it. And on that table is in a woven revelation, wisdom, discernment. There are things on that table that will feed your spirit, it will quicken your spirit, will make you into the man and woman of God. But you've got to come to the table of the Lord. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and that his mercies endure forever. And in this hour, we have people who don't know what it is to taste and see. They've been taught demon demonic teachings of, oh, if it's the will of God. Well, that must just be the will of God. It's a, that's your lot. Yep, that's your Well, that's my lot. I don't want to serve that God. I want everything God's got. I want the whole enchilada. I want the sour cream. I want the salsa. I want the jalapenos. I want the whole thing, honey. I don't want a piece. I want everything he's got. When he pours out that hot fudge sundae, I want the whipped cream and the cherry on top. Because I'm a Holy Ghost glutton. I've been in the meetings where they don't give you nothing, and I don't want to be around that no more. I don't want to be around that. God did not call me to eat bones. God called me to eat the meat of the sustenance of his heart, of his vision, of his ways. He's called me to rise up and be the woman of God that I am, to release a sound in this hour that will quicken your mortal body because the Bible says that the anointing you have on you, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, it dwells in me, it dwells in you, just like your liver touching each other can be toxic. Well, guess what happens? When the anointing in you gets in contact with a man and woman of God that carries the anointing, you'll be like Elizabeth's baby in her womb, little John the Baptist, that literally leaped in her womb because it came in contact with Mary and the anointing that was in her womb, which was Christ the King. Yeah. Yeah. 
So everybody, you need to recognize I've got Christ the King living on the inside of me. I'm anointed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I'm not abased. I'm not bound. I've been set free. Therefore, when I walk in the place, the demons should be having a nervous breakdown because they recognize she knows the power of the blood of the Lamb. She knows the anointing she's been given. She knows how to speak into darkness and see light come out. She knows how to speak into infirmity and see the captives set free. Oh, I'm on fire this morning. I almost canceled, I promise you. I was like, I got to buy a ticket. I got to do this. I got to do that. It was like so many obstacles to get here yesterday. I had to drive two and a half hours to get to Nashville because of storms and everything. And then buying tickets at last minute and jumping here. And then, oh, Jesus. I was like, Lord said, get out of your head. Get out of your financial head. Some of us have a financial corner of our head we like to go to and analyze how we're going to make it. You're not if you think that way. You've got to give it to Jesus. And so I'm making a long story longer. I'm going to sit down on my throne because I have a throne. Because the Bible says he's called me as joiners with him to sit in heavenly places. So I'm in that heavenly place right now. So, 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 so I got set free. I got delivered. I was so delivered. I went over to my church and told everybody, you need to come to this church because the anointing of God's there. Then I realized I'd done a faux pas. You don't do that. But I wanted them to be touched too. I wanted them to taste and see. I remember I said to my pastor, secretary, you really got to come over to my brother's church. That power of God is all over the place. She said, honey, you're on your honeymoon with Jesus right now. You just touch. This is your time. It's your season. That woman's still trying to wait for her honeymoon. I was, this honeymoon was better than my last honeymoon. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is good stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna behave. I'm behaving. It's hard. <laughs> Some of you need to put your hands in your belly and say, "Joy, I know you're in there. Come out." You need to release that within you. The Bible says, "The joy of the Lord is your strength." Devil doesn't care if you if Steinmark closed down. Devil don't care about what that it's gone. You know what kind of car you drive and who you know. He don't want all that stuff. He wants your joy. My joy died when Steinmark died down. I don't know when they closed TJ Maxx for COVID. I was like, Holy Ghost, what are we gonna do? You know, and when it opened, I was the first one at the door. I said, Lord, this is not my idol. I swear, I just need this. <laughs> Anybody else relate? <laughs> it's the truth. Oh, hallelujah. I praise God they opened the restaurants. I thought, Lord Jesus, if I don't have something, I got to go eat somewhere. <laughs> Some of you are not going to know what you've walked into. That's okay. Get out of your head. Get your eyes on Jesus. The Bible says, get your mind stayed on me. It's by the renewing of your spirit, man, that you're set free. Let God set you free this morning. Some of you have been going to church that's had you so bound. Yeah, I mean, listen, I remember I went to preach for a friend of mine. He was so excited. No, it wasn't even my friend yet. It was only my second meeting in the ministry, and I was so excited because I didn't have any money to go in the ministry. My husband told me I'll support you with prayer, but I ain't helping you. I was like, I wanted to have a human sacrifice in our house, but there was an angel. 
There is an angel that stood between me and my husband. I'll just tell you right now. I said, God, I'll repent later. Just let me hit it one time. Just one time. <clears throat> and I remember, nobody, nobody relates, I know. Here God has launched me in the ministry. You're going to the nations. I'm going where to the nations. I call everybody up. I've quit my job. I'm in the ministry. Do you know what? First person said, oh, it's a zoo out there. You'll never make it. The other person said, you're, you know, you need to stay home, be a wife and a mother. The next person, was, I don't even know, all of them. My brother even said, do, call to my husband, do you think I can call a job and see if they'll take her back? And it was like everybody reneged on their prophecies. But I had Jesus. I had a peace. I had an unction. I had a furabasianda. I had that anointing that I knew that I knew. It was like I knew that I was God's Tasmanian angel and wherever I walked into, God was going to change everything because I knew I got it. I knew I got it. I knew it. When I got touched on that floor and I got up off that floor and I knew my life was changed, it was like God set me a light. And I remember, and, and just to go back a little bit, I remember I was so on fire, and I was in these meetings, two meetings a day with Pastor Rodney in Louisville, Kentucky, and I remember being on a fast and didn't realize I was on the fast till the eighth day. Lost 17 pounds in eight days and didn't even know I was on a fast. And then the fire of God was so strong on me. Some of you men have to ignore this, but the fire of God was so strong on me, I thought I was going through the change, an early change. And so I went to my doctor to see if something wrong with me because I keep having these... Heat things happen, the fire, the north. I didn't know it was the fire of God. I, I never felt, nobody talked about it back then in churches. Nobody talked about the fire. And so I, I went to Rodney. I said, Rodney, something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with me. And he said, what's wrong with you? He was in my brother's living room. He was playing, what's that, Fogger on the Atari. He was playing Fogger right before I meet him. No, spiritual one, yeah. <laughs> and here I am, I'm walking. I said, Rodney, something's wrong. What's wrong with you, Robin? What's wrong? Tell me. Rodney, I'm having like hot flashes. I keep getting fire all over me. I went to the doctor. They said, I'm not going through the change. I don't know what it is. He said, Robin, it's the fire of God. It's the anointing. I said, well, what do I do with it? He said, go give it away. I said, give it away. Who wants it? How do you just walk up to somebody? My, you know, who wants it? So I, we had to learn. You have to learn. You're like, what about Bob? Do the baby steps. You know that movie, What About Bob? Take those baby steps. Come out of the cocoon. The enemy wants to keep you in the darkened room and step out on the waters and just let God flow through you. And so, and so, some of you are just wishing you never showed up this morning. I know, but you'll be okay. You'll be okay. So just bear with me because I live in an ADHD mode and people analytical can't handle it, but you'll be okay. I love my, don't even try and pray for me to be delivered from that because I would hate to be boring. I just would hate it. And so, and so, no, no analytical person can just jump on a plane not knowing where they're going and get there and God just open doors. Not having anything in their hands, not having the finances and God's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious just brings it in. Nobody, nobody loves like I love. I'm a, I'm a rare breed. I'm like Shira. And so, some of you grew up in the 70s, 80s, you understand what that means. 90s. And so, and so, and so, God literally supernaturally came in and turned my life around. And it was so wonderful. And it was so annoying. And I remember, 
Here, I had nothing and except Jesus, and I knew I had Jesus, and I was in Rodney's meetings. I've been in these fasts, and then uh, not only was I on the fast, and the next thing I know, I was having dreams and visions, and God would take me out of my body, and I would look down at my body while I was sleeping, and he would say, come away with me, and he'd put me over countries, and he would put blankets on me, like, and they said later on, I found I was a mantle. I thought he was putting a hot blanket on me, and it was a mantle, and he'd say, prophesy, and I started prophesying the Berlin Wall down. I started prophesying over Germany. I started prophesying over countries, and then I would come back to my body, and I literally could see myself asleep but your spirit man is never asleep your spirit man is always in a place of metamorphosis it's always in a place of spiritual increase your spirit man is always if you're an intercessor you will understand what it is to be translated in the spirit even while you're asleep or while you're driving down the highway and I, I'm telling you I know these things I know not because I know everything I'm not a noter but I know because I, even last couple of months I had a dream I was with my friend in Ireland and I dreamt that I was in a living room we we're talking about the things of God and we were praying over things because we do a lot I do a lot in Ireland and the next thing I know the next morning my friend calls me she says me to she says me to sister me Robin last night I had a dream you were in my living room we were talking about things of God I said I had the same dream so I knew we were together you know but God would give me things and the Holy Spirit would come and speak to me while I was asleep and he'd say, Robin, I'm going to teach you some things tonight. And I could literally see my body laying there, but it was like God caught me away and I don't know where, whether it was the first, second, third heaven or where it was, but I just knew there was teachings going on by the Spirit. There are things that you have not tapped into of the things of God that God wants you to come into pur pur purpose with and into relationship with. But because we're so watered down with religion, and we've been so taught, just do it this way. But let me tell you something, not everybody is, walks the ways of the Spirit like I do. I can't be another John Osteen. I'm not Rodney Howard Brown. I'm not Marilyn Hickey. I'm not these men and women of God you've heard of. I'm Robin. But I've got the Holy Ghost within me and that my attributes and my seasoning that God has done in my life, the things that he birthed in me in my mother's womb, the things that he put together for my purpose is not about being another clone. I'm not a religious clone. I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a reflection of the nature of God. The Word of God is a reflection of the very nature of God. And I have so much, when I go into places now, I just want to... I want to pour it all into everybody. I want to say, listen, shake off what's around you. Guard your anointing. Let the Holy Ghost come and burn a fire deep in your spirit, man. Awaken to the understanding that your life is not your own. And, and this world is going to change. You're going to move on. You're going to go and be with the Lord one day. So it doesn't matter what you drive and what you wear and who you know. It's what you do for the kingdom of God. And it's about souls. It's about souls. How many people have you ever walked into their life and spoken to them about Jesus? When last did you lead somebody to the King of Kings? He touched you. I was shackled by a heavy burden. T'was neath the load of guilt and shame. Then the hand of Jesus, he touched me. And now I am no longer the same and you know it he touched me oh he touched me and all of the joy that floods my soul something incredibly marvelous happened and now I know he touched me 
and he made me whole. He healed me. He healed my defeat. He healed my brokenness. He healed my literal insecurity, my rejections, words that have been spoken over me. He came and he showed me I had purpose. God wants to show you you have purpose. God doesn't need a dove to bring an olive branch now. He doesn't need a raven. He uses them, but he doesn't need it. He has you. He's put a trumpet in your mouth. You're anointed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And I just remember, everybody was against me when I started ministry. Everybody, except I didn't talk to Rodney at that time when I stepped out, because it wasn't for another six years before I went into the ministry, another seven. And it was a devastation when I went in the ministry. It was, I was in the worst place of brokenness in my heart when I went in the ministry because I had been literally hurt by somebody I thought I knew. And it I'm not talking about Pastor Ron, I'm talking about, I can't talk about it, but I'm just saying. And I was in a place of, and God sent a prophet. And the prophet walked into our church. And the prophet said, I need to speak to a woman named Robin. And my husband said, that's my wife. My husband was running a television show that morning. My cousin is a guy named Bob Rogers of Evangel World Prayer Center. You can look him up. It's our church in Louisville. So my husband was his cousin. My husband says, that's Robin, my wife. And he said, go get her. I was working in the Christian bookstore hiding. Even though I'd been touched in Rodney's meetings, now I was still in that place of who am I? Because you've got to stay in the covering of the anointing. You've got to stay under the shadow of the Most High. And I, I, my, we went through so much after I got touched in Rodney's means. My husband ended up having open-heart surgery twice. Everything you can imagine just kept me from doing what I knew God wanted me to do. And so to make a long story, there's a seat right on the end over here. And to make a long story even longer, it ended up, it ended up, basabi. <laughs> it ended up this prophet walks in. And he comes in and he says, are you Robin? I said, I'm Robin. And he takes me in the hospitality room and he says to me, Robin. And then he stops and he says, really, God? Well, I didn't know that about her life. I'll tell her about it right now. And this prophet goes into like a hooey-tooey twilight zone, starts talking to the Lord. And he says, Robin, I'm talking to the Lord right now. And the Lord's shown me your father. And your father's standing next to him right now. And your father's speaking to him about you. And I thought, that's impossible. My dad's dead. And the Holy Spirit said to me, he's not dead. He's alive with me. See, there's the things we have not seen, folks. And the Lord starts speaking to me through this prophet. And he said, Robin, the Lord says, your father is saying to him, Robin, he said, Lord, have this man tell her. She's not the ninth child. She's the tenth child. Lord, and he starts speaking to me. He says, Robin, you're not the ninth child. The Lord says, you're the tenth child. The Lord says, the ninth child was a girl and she died. The Lord says to tell you that your father's reminding him and speaking to him. Because the Lord, you know, what God was doing was bringing to my remembrance. Oh, I don't know. I just know. It was nothing I'd ever heard in my entire life, but I knew this, it was God. Because he said this, 
Lord says, you're not the ninth child, you're the tenth child. The tenth, ninth child died. The Lord said, your father came to him and said, God, give me a tenth child and let it be a girl and I'll give it as a tithe to be used in this last day and hour. And the Lord says, Robin, the Lord says, you're the tithe, you're the tenth child. The Lord said, you're going to go to the nations and you're going to preach the gospel and you're going to see the captives set free and you're going to speak with faith that people will say, who is this woman that walks with such faith? And he started prophesying things in my life that my father prophesied to me before he died and Roger Teal prophesied verbatim to me. Another prophet of God. And the next thing I knew, he said, Robin, you're getting ready to quit your job. You're getting ready to go to the nations. You might as well face it. Your life's not your own. God's got a call of God on your life. And let me tell you something. It wasn't within, within a couple of weeks I quit my job and I went to the nations. And nobody helped me. Nobody was there for me. I didn't have, I'll, I'll tell you this, I didn't have... I, I, I didn't have any supporters. And if you want to support my ministry, I'll, I'll put that ministry of hints out there this morning. I didn't have any supporters and all that stuff. What I had was I had vision. I understood my life. It wasn't about me. It wasn't what was in my hands, but it was what was driving me. I remember my mother-in-law had a fit because my husband and my mother-in-law had a big fight because my mother-in-law told him she had voted for Clinton during the Monica Lewinsky trials. And my husband was a staunch Republican. And I remember the fight I had and I had a driver from Louisville, Kentucky, all the way here. And I remember, I didn't, I just stepped out of the ministry, and here we're having war in our house, and I'm in the car with a woman who keeps telling me about the Democrats and how good they are, and my husband's about the Republicans, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, help me, God. And we get to Hope, Arkansas, and I walk into the bookstore, the gift store there, because i got to get away from my mother-in-law, and she follows me in, and there all they are. Life-size, styrofoam, living cutouts of Hillary and Bill Clinton. And you would have thought my mother-in-law had died and gone to heaven. It was like she won the lottery. And I remember she went and grabbed Hillary and said to the woman behind the counter, why is Hillary over here and why is Bill over there? And the woman was like, well, it's the Monica Lewinsky trials. I thought I would separate them. And I, I'm telling you, this is the truth, gospel truth. Yeah, I've just stepped out of the ministry. I'm with this woman. That's, my husband's mad. And I'm standing there, and the next thing I know, my mother-in-law take a picture of her. We need you between the two of them so we can send it to Glenn. And I said to the woman behind the counter, I said, you know, I didn't even know what I had. I didn't even know the anointing. I didn't know the gift. I didn't know what I was carrying. I just knew I loved Jesus and just go preach. I didn't go to this. 20 weeks of deliverance school or the prophetic school of utterance and I didn't do all that stuff or how to dress in church and I remember I'm telling you I said to the lady behind the counter you know he's not a bad man if he would pray God will hear him and deliver him in his time of need and I said we just keep praying for him and I had my picture taken I went in to have my biscuits and gravy now because I had to eat you know and I was so excited we had real food it was in Hope Arkansas at some hotel and I had my biscuits my gravy my eggs I'm in heaven and this woman all of a sudden comes to the table and she said she's crying my mother-in-law looks up and I look up and I say can I help you and she says I was wondering if you really mean that. And I'm like, mean what? And then she said, well, you were just in the bookstore. Oh, I recognize this is the cashier from the bookstore. I'm like, I'm on eggs and gravy right now. We're not on bookstores. And she said this to me. She said, she said, I am his cousin, Felba Lively, Bill Clinton's cousin. She said, I've been through hell during these Monica Lewinsky trials. Would you please pray for me? And I remember I, I prayed. You thought my mother thought she won the lottery. Now she's met the cousin of Clinton. But I prayed. I laid hands on her. I prayed. 
I gave him my dad's book, The New Wine is Better. You can download that, load that off my site, or you can order some from me. But I don't care. I'm just telling you stuff now because that book is phenomenal. I gave him my dad's book, and I thank her for coming and asking for prayer. She says, well, aren't you going to give me one for Bill? And I'm like, Bill who? I'm like back on eggs and gravy now. <laughs> she said, the president. Oh, so I get this. I had the support card. This was me in the ministry. I stepped out of the ministry. Lois, I had a support card that was that big. You needed a magnifying glass to read it. It had the tiniest little angel on it blowing a trumpet. And it said, he that watereth others shall himself be watered. I couldn't even read it. I mean, it was like... I looked back down, I thought I was so, I just had no clue, you know, I didn't know, who cares? And I haven't to this day, I just don't, I just go by the wind, you know? And so to make a long story longer, I write on the back of this card, Dear President Clinton, if you will pray, God will hear you and deliver in your time of need. I stuck it in the book, I give it to the woman, and I leave and go to Texas, mother, finally get rid of mother, come back, and mother sent the picture of me and Hillary and Bill to Glenn, and I leave for Australia, so I get out of the war zone of all these crazy people, and I come home from Australia, and we go to the mailbox, it's like three months later, and there is a letter from the White House. And I think Ed McMahon has found me. I am so excited, you know, because it's the, I, all in my head was it's Ed McMahon. You know that, that, you know what I'm talking about? And I opened that thing up and it's the letter from the President of the United States thanking me for the book, The New Wine is Better. I had no idea that he had grown up in the Pentecostal movement. I had no idea the thing he did. I promise you. He gave Barbara Streisand this is holy ground, one of those songs to sing. Because he was very close to the, the Magnus or whatever these people are from the PK, the Pentecostal movement. But that's not what it was. It was this. It was that God used the most unlikely of person to release something in, in a way that nobody else could have done this. It had to be the Spirit of God. It had to be God. And I remember walking up to the car. My husband was waiting for me as I was coming out of the post office. And I said, Glenn, you're not going to believe this. We got a letter from the president. And he said, the president of what? And I gave him the envelope. And he's like, we got a letter from the president. We got a, you would have thought he had voted for the man. We got a letter from the president. And I said, honey, you didn't get a letter from the president. I got the letter from the president. You didn't get nothing. That wonderful and I look back now and I see the things that God has done in my life and he's still doing but you know no matter how much and how much time you spend in the presence of God there is always a war in the realms of the spirit that the enemy tries to take you out there is always things but you got to remember Daniel was in a place where he knew God had placed him in a place of purpose and vision he knew he was there to pray the children of Israel to come out of Babylonian captivity and we are, we are in this hour, we must know, you don't have to just be called an intercessor. No, you've got to pray our nation out of this Babylonian spirit, this beguiling spirit that's come over the lands. That's trying to captivate our children and bring them in a place of nothing and suicide and anxieties and fears and addictions. But it just takes one of you. Daniel had an understanding that as long as he prayed, and then as he kept purposing his spirit man to seek God, to release what God needed to speak, as he purposed his spirit man to know God, all of a sudden the angel of the Lord appears to him in chapter 9 and says, Daniel, in the Amplified Version, says, I've come to skill you and teach you in the ways of God. 
And then the further down the next chapter you hear, the angel of the Lord comes to him and says, again, Daniel, I would have been here sooner, but I've been fighting a war in the realms of the spirit. But I got to tell you something. Right now, the veil has been rent. The war has been fought. The spirit of the Lord has set at liberty those that have been held captive. The spirit of the Lord has set free those that have been bound by infirmity. The spirit of the Lord has set free that which is released in a sound and a man and woman of God's spirit, man. It sets the captives free if it's by the Spirit. And all God is looking for, He doesn't know all He's looking for, is a man or woman of God who recognizes, I've got the power. I've got the anointing. Yeah, I've got the unction of the Holy Ghost that calls me to walk in a place where the visions of heaven are released and sets people free. And I don't care who you are and what you've been schooled in and what your mother did and what your daddy did and how much money you got in the bank and what you drive. I'm here to tell you something. It's what you purpose in your spirit, man, that outweighs all of it. And it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. I want to quickly read this one thing. I don't know how that happened, but I got there. Hallelujah. And I, I want to read it. Isaiah 6, 1 through 8 says this. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted and seated on a throne. And the train of his robe filled the temple, and above him were seraphims, each with six wings. And with two wings they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet. And with two they were flying, and they were calling one to another, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord. Almighty, the whole earth is full of his glory. I'm here to tell you something. When there are men and women of God that know they carry the glory of the Lord, the earth is filled with glory. It's filled with men and women of God that have not broken away from the understanding, I just have to serve him. I have to just surrender everything. As long as I'm obedient, as long as I don't look what's in my hands, God will cause me to come out on the midst of a darkened hour and to release the sound because I cry all the time, holy, holy, Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. He's here right now. He's here right now. The Bible says that the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the threshold shook and the temple was filled with smoke. I have a CD called Heaven's Destiny. I did hear sporadically. I didn't have anything pre-written. I didn't have anything rehearsed. But I'll tell you that CD, there's a part of it that says, I smell the smoke of heaven even now. Stirring those who lost their fire to run in his desires again. I hear your sound. The breath of heaven blowing in the hour. And I, I don't even know all the words. I just know I've, I've, I'm learning it. And I learned it, and then I just haven't sung it in a while, but it's a good CD. And it was, run, it was done in the realms because everything I sang, I saw. I saw people have lost their vision. In the last year, the last two years, people have lost their purpose. Ministries have jumped out of their pulpits because they can't see how they're going to make it. You know why? Because they never stood in the shadow of the Almighty. They stood in the popularity of people stroking their egos and making their world wonderful and their social events. And now all of a sudden God's saying, I called you to walk by faith, not by men. I called you to walk by my spirit, not by an out-of-the-can sermon. I gotta behave because I'll get in trouble. <laughs> Woe to me, I cried. Isaiah started crying. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. 
And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord God Almighty. I've seen the King. I've got, I, I don't see Jesus on a cross. He's alive. He walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And the joys we share as we tarry there. None other has ever known. You see, he said, he said, then one of the seraphims flew to me with a live coal in his hands, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. And with it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. And then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am. You see, we must never think in this hour that what we pray is going to work our way. And what we say is going to work our way. But when you pray by the Spirit, when you release it to God, just like Isaiah released it, it works God's way. Amen. And God started revealing to Isaiah who he had called him to be. He didn't give it all to him. If God had told me everything he was going to do with my ministry, I would have quit. I would have said, God, I don't think so. The Lord told me that. If I told you everything, you wouldn't have shown up because it was beyond your natural way of thinking. Where he leads me, I'm telling you, I've done things that nobody would do. And I know there's others. I know there's others. But everything God does, it works his way. Amen. Isaiah had to leave what he was familiar with behind. Yes. The way of doing things. When you are led by the Spirit, when you got born again and you got saved, you had to let go of what you were familiar with. Amen. And you had to recognize, I can't do it that way. Because God's calling me to walk in a world where reason cannot walk. It's called faith. Amen. To trust him. To trust him to pay my light bill. To trust him to meet my every need. Did I burn it up? I'm really good at burning these things up. The battery died. It's, it's dead. It's going. And every one of us has got to do the same thing. If you think you know everything, you don't. Isaiah was a prophet, but he had to enter into his call. Every one of you have a different calling. How are we doing on the battery? It's coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Oh, and there it happened. There you go. Hallelujah. While this is doing this, can we play my song, uh, Freedom Reigns? That one, that, you know, that one. Do you have it? I, was, I had to repent. My daughter called and I was so upset at her. I was like, Amber, why? You knew I was preaching. And then it's, if it's not her, it's the grandkids. Put it on and try again. Put it on and try it again. There we go. It works. But I just want to take a moment because some of you just, whew, this is a lot of overwhelming stuff I'm throwing out you this morning. A lot of good stuff. It's not me, it's the Holy Spirit. I flew home. I don't know when I flew home. I think I flew home Sunday. I got home long enough to do something. Oh, I had to preach Sunday night at my church. And then Monday I got up and I had to do something. And Tuesday I did something. And then we had a gender reveal Tuesday night. My grand, great, I'm going to have a great grandbaby boy. If anybody wants to send presents, we love presents. Hallelujah. Little boy. 
you all be, I'm telling you, God's already blessed us with a crib. I found one at one of those peddlers malls. I was so excited. Brand new crib. God's going to send everything else in. You, you just don't know. It's just supernatural cattle project. And so, so God told me two months ago she was pregnant. I called her up. I told her. I told my granddaughter. The Lord told me. And God says he has got a call of God on your life. And I started sharing, and she started weeping and crying. And, and she said, did God tell you what it is? And she, I said, yes, it's a boy. And she said, no, it's not. It's a girl. I said, no, it's not. It's a boy. They were so shocked when the boy kept looking. Hallelujah. And so, so listen, a prophet walks the journey of a prophet, yet he has to enter his call. Everything a prophet did was by being moved by the Spirit of the Lord. A pastor walks according to his call. Jesus had to enter into his call. And I'm here to tell every one of you today, you're not here perchance. God has called you to enter into a place of the call that he's placed upon your life. No matter what it is, you'll know it. You'll say, well, what is it, Robin? You'll know it. I promise you. He'll not leave you with a veil over your head. There's a call upon your life. And every call has God's seal on it. There are spiritual assignments God wants to release in and through your life. Yeah, there is an impartation of the Lord that every one of you have. Be it, will you give somebody, somebody gave me a purse when I was last year, and I love it. I mean, it's so lightweight. I was carrying this heavy Brahmin, which I love my Brahmin purses, but I'm telling you something, it felt like I was carrying my husband's ashes everywhere with me. <laughs> but I really didn't kill him, and he died on his own accord, but I just tell you, it was like... My husband was a comedian. He would have loved it. He was a comedian. He died of a broken neck. I tell everybody I didn't break it. I wanted to break it, but he died of himself. And it doesn't matter. Your shoes are so pretty, but they won't fit my feet, so don't take them off. Hallelujah. But I, I'm just saying, don't anybody get offended at what I said about my husband, because my husband, he would have laughed, and he's laughing in the heavens, because he did die of a broken neck, but he died white water rafting. And he's with Jesus. He doesn't have a light bill. He left me his mother, his father, the kids. And everything else, hallelujah, Shabanda. Saying the cross thing now. <laughs> but somebody gave me this purse, and it's been such a blessing. I don't know why I even brought that up, but I did. And so anyway, that, I was talking about the impartation. There are things that you give, that there's an impartation on it, you know? Like they say, if you give a prophet a cup of water, you get blessed. There's an impartation on it. Everything I do, I just do it. I give, 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 because there's an impartation on it. I gave away my Nespresso coffee pot because this guy is from Britain, him and his wife are over here, and they're, they're working for another ministry, and I knew they didn't have anything, and they came to my house, and he just went gung-ho, oh, because they drink Nespresso in England a lot. And I, I took it over to him this week, and I blessed him, and he was like crying with all the capsules and all. I was like, I didn't cry. I was great. felt better. You know, because I have a coffeeholic spirit. I'm addicted to it. <laughs> I love coffee. It's good stuff. My mother put that in my bottle. <laughs> she did. Can't understand why ADHD seems to play such a role in my life. Oh, I gotta behave. Can you give me that place of freedom yet? You gotta eat place of freedom. Well, you got to have to bring me my phone. I get her working out today. So listen, God in his great desire to see us blessed has equipped every one of you for his service. There it is. Just turn it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is it not marrying back there to the, I've learned all this stuff. Well, just bring me my phone and I can make it work myself. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can do this. Here we go. Isn't this good? I just got to sing the song because my, my songs are my minstrels. Those who worship will understand. All right. You might want to turn the mic up a little bit. Wonderful Jesus, wonderful Jesus. There's a love that lives in me. Jesus, for you, Lord, my Savior, my King, you bring me forth. You break every sin that binds of freedom. I'm gonna lift my hands till I can reach heaven. I'm gonna shout your name till the walls come falling down. I've come to worship. I've come to worship. I'm gonna sing my song like I am not ashamed. I'm gonna shout for joy at the mention of your name. I've come to worship. I've come to worship. Oh, there's nothing. Oh, nothing. Nothing that can bring me peace. Can that wash me clean like you can, God. Father, I release the anointing of heaven all over this place. I release the sound of the abundance of rain in their spirit, man. I break every assignment, every yoke that would come against them. I speak healing from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. I speak strength even down into his pancreas. I curse every spirit of infirmity and I command it to come out in Jesus' name. And I speak 
And I say, be thou made whole through the blood that was shed at Calvary. I've come to sing my song like I am not ashamed. I'm come to oh, I've come to shout for joy at the mention of your name. Let me tell you something. When you don't know what to do, you need a breakthrough. You need a you need a, you need to punch through the walls with prayer. You need to become a violent force of the anointing of God that's upon your life. You need to sound the alarm in your house, in your situations. You need a breakthrough like Ezekiel did. The Bible said he had a breakthrough the wall. He dug through the wall to expose what God wanted him to release and speak. You've got to speak out of your spirit, man. You've got to let the fire of God. There are warriors in this house. There's an impartation of God that's all over this place. Free in Jesus' name. God is setting some of you free to release the sound of the abundance of the anointing. To proclaim a spoke. There's somebody in this house. It's like it's like the, it's like you were in a wagon and, and the spokes broke on the wagon or like on a bicycle and the wheels broke and you don't even know how to get up and ride again. You don't know how to get up and move again. And God is saying, just stand up. Just get up. Get back on the saddle. Get back on the, in that place I called you to be. And recognize I, I put the air within you. I put the breath within you. There's people in this place. God is calling you. I feel like there's such a, a warrior spirit arising amongst men and women of God in this hour. I've been preaching on Gideon. God is raising him up. Don't look at the lay of the land. Don't look at what's around you. Don't look at how much you got, what you don't have. Everybody keeps telling me about the famine that's coming and how we need to get prepared. And I'm like, Philippians says, My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. What happened to trusting God? When you grow up like I grew up, when you didn't have it and you were crossing the bush of Africa, and you just knew the Spirit of God would bring the provision. God's not, He's not dead, He's alive. He's not forgotten us. We've forgotten His ways. We've become like the children of Israel that's forgotten the ways and the workings of the might of God and how He would bring water out of a rock. How He would part the Red Sea, the Red Seas. How He would cause men and women to be led by night, by a cloud, by a fire, and by day by a cloud. We've forgotten the supernatural working power of God. The churches have got away from the purpose of the anointing of God. They've got away from the giftings of God. We need to get back to the giftings of God. We need to get back to that place. Instead, we've thrown it all out and said, oh, we're drinking the Kool-Aid of what everybody, the media is saying and everybody's telling us. I'm not saying don't prepare. But do you, do you not see? Do you not see where God is leading us in this hour? Do you think the children of Israel, when Moses came to them and said, listen, we're getting ready to go over the Red Sea and, and we're going to go through probably a wilderness. And you think they always like, oh my God, we better go get a bunch of dried beans and we better get this and we better get that. They couldn't carry it with them. They couldn't. But what they did was they saw the supernatural provision of God fall in the middle of the camp 
If you don't get in the middle and the center of God's will, you're not going to see what you need. Come in. I feel like I was birthed for such a time. It's not that I'm anybody. But I have nothing to lose, folks. I have nothing to lose but speak the truth. I don't have 20 million churches calling me to come preach. They're scared of me. Because of the anointing. So I'm like, this is great. I feel like I'm in the charismatic movement again. We're doing house meetings. We're doing, I'm just loving it. I just rent a hole. My pastor says, if you, you, you want to do something, just go dig a hole. You've got to dig a hole if you can have a ditch. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. But you've got to see, there's, there's, there's an impartation of God in this house this morning. But I keep seeing Ezekiel, and I keep seeing him dig through that wall. He had to dig through, and he had to get into the center of the city to expose what was going on. Or to reveal God. And there's people in this house. You've got a call of God on your life, and you don't even know yet. You felt like the, somebody took the spring out of your trampoline. You're just jumping like, boop. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice. Hallelujah. If I was to tell you the stuff, you'd be like, I just love Jesus. Your greatest ministry, you say, what's my ministry? Your ministry is to love the Lord with all your heart, let him love you. Out of that, he will develop his very character through you because it's in a loving relationship. You learn what they eat, what they want, what they, what they like, what, you just love them. There's change coming. There's a move of his spirit coming. I feel like we're in the beginning of the end of days. And I feel like there's a move of the spirit of God. I don't need to go hear another prophet. In fact, I don't even look at myself a lot as a prophet. I just like, whatever. I never know what's coming out of my mouth. Then I began to read the Bible and Jeremiah. And I look at all these prophets. I'm like, they didn't have a clue either. Then we got all these prophets coming up. They know everything. I'm like, wow. They're amazing. I didn't know that. And then I found out they're prophet lying or they're prophetless because it doesn't come to pass. And then you recognize, well, then you want to go smack them. I got to shut my mouth. It's the truth. Discern the hour. Discern the spirits. Discern it, folks. Is Jesus weeping in your spirit, man, for the lost? Is Jesus laughing and rejoicing over you? Do you know what it is to carry the cross? To walk that walk and say, My Jesus, I love you. I know thou art mine. Do you know he's yours? My precious.
the healing of the nations. I see your wondrous sounds, songs of deliverance and healing for their souls. The reigning of your spirit quenching and making them whole. I'm just singing a little prophetic song, so just bear with me. Hallelujah. If you would ask me what's God doing right now, He's taking your hands. It's like I see the angel of the Lord in this house. And he's holding your hand. Some of you, I see him just standing over you and he's putting his hand upon your head. Some of you, he's just grasping and holding and hugging you. And he's just holding you through all that you've been through. And he's saying, here I am. Let me lead you. I feel the Spirit of the Lord is all over this place right now. There's men and women of in this house that you don't even know what you're entering into, but there's a call that God is calling you to come into. Some of you will write, some of you will sing, some of you will just be that, that play, in that place where you just know the Lord is using me. Nobody will even know what you've done for the kingdom of God. But the Spirit of the Lord has called you. He's watering souls today. God is watering seeds in some of you that have become dormant in your spirit. Hope that you'd lost, vision that you'd lost. God is awakening you to an understanding. I carried the cross. All I'm asking you to do is come and let me lead you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're in a very sovereign hour. The whole earth right now is groaning for the manifestation of the presence of God. I hear a sound. I'm telling you, it, it's, it's like we're on the edge of something. I don't know if anybody else can sense this, but it's like we're on the edge of jumping in. It's like I see oil everywhere. I see the oil of heaven. It's like it's coming in. It's coming in in waves. This anointing oil. And it's for the healing of the nations. It's for the healing in this hour. And I see revival flames burning far and wide. Get your eyes on Jesus, because he's here right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just come to you this morning, and God, if there's anything in our life that's not of you, we just lay it at the altar. And Father, I ask, Holy Spirit, that that garment of righteousness that your word speaks of, that that garment that is iridescent, that garment that is interwoven, God, we ask with everything that you would have. That just as Joseph had that garment of many colors, that people will see the garment of your glory that is wrapped around us. Because it's for your glory, God. Saturate us, God. I ask Holy Spirit for an endowment of power to come upon this people. An endowment of gifts, Father.
an impartation of the gift of wisdom, the gift of faith, the gift of discernment, the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues, the gift of deliverance, the gift of healing, of the working of miracles. I ask Holy Spirit for revelation, God, to come in this hour. I ask Holy Spirit for divers tongues. I ask for prophecy to arise in this hour. The gifts of God. Tongues and interpretation of tongues. That someone along the way put a cap on and said, no, we're not going to do that in our church. Father, I thank you, God. There's coming a move of the Spirit of God that's bringing forth the gifts like the world has never before seen. And people are going to say, that's the power of the blood of Jesus that's moving in that place and that person. That's the anointing of God. Hallelujah. You see, what's happening here today is there is an importation of the Lord. And Paul did it this way. He said, For I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I don't just go to have a meeting, folks. I can't. I go because the Spirit of God says go. And my flesh will tell me, what are you doing? Why are you doing it this way? Why are you doing it that way? I'll have things arise around me and try and just literally interrupt everything I'm doing. And I've learned to shut out the voices. You just got to shut it all out. And keep your eyes on Jesus. You know, Lois, God is stretching people in this hour. He's stretching their faith. Guys, I'm going to stretch them. I'm going to teach them what faith is. Faith. <laughs> you only knew, folks. I never think, I just go. Faith leads you where reason cannot walk. Phew. That's, that's the healing. She's being set free of some stuff. God's just healing her. It's literally healing her. I asked God, why the laughter? Why the weeping? What are you doing, God? You know, he said to me, some having a bridal shower. So my church has walked around in garments of defeat, garments of hopelessness, garments of offense, garments of condemnation. I'm taking off the old and I'm putting on a new. I'm having a bridal shower with joy unspeakable. I'm setting them free. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you are like, getting your eyes, don't get your eyes on me. You get your eyes on me, nothing will happen. Get your eyes on Jesus. Everything will happen. Everything will happen. Hallelujah. It's amazing. You're amazing. Oh, hallelujah. With every head bowed, if you're here this morning and you're saying, Robin, there's been things in my life that I recognize now. I need to give it to the Lord. I've tried to hold on to it. I've tried to make it happen. I've tried to control it. And today I'm going to repent. And I'm saying, God, I surrender everything I have to you. I surrender my all. I surrender my song. I surrender everything, God, because I can't do this on my own. I need you to come and make a way. I need you to, I, I surrender my finances. I surrender my body where I need healing, God. I surrender it all to you today. And I repent of doing anything that's been out of the will of you, God. And I ask, Lord, if there's been any unforgiveness in me, if there's been anything that's not of you, I repent this morning and I surrender it to you, Lord Jesus. If that's you, I want you to lift your hands because I know my hands are being lifted in this whole thing because, I mean, I just, like, I need you, Jesus. And, Lord, I surrender and I repent of anything I've said or spoken. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, thank you for the blood. 
that raptures and sets me free. Sets every so today we confess Jesus Christ, you're the King, the Son of the Living God. We repent of anything we've said and anything we've done. And I ask the Holy Spirit for a new fire, a new fire in Jesus' name to come upon our lives and set us free. Amen. 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 There's healing in the cell. Some of you are gonna to want to just cry. It's not me touching you. The Holy Ghost is touching your seats where you're at right now. When last did you get in a meeting? We just felt the manifest presence of God just fell on you. I mean, I'm the type of person. I go in. I'm like, God, you better bring a spirit. I want to see a spirit of conviction come in the house. I want to see your manifested presence. Just touch them and love on them. Come breathe upon us, sweet spirit of the Lord. We lift our hands, surrendered to your name. I'm living in your presence. Oh, we're loving you, Jesus. Just taking a moment here. It's okay, folks. We're not in a rush. I don't leave till Monday or Tuesday. Somebody right now, God is literally, it's like um, a drainage that happens in your ear. It's like a wax drainage that comes. It's like the pain at time, a ringing, or something in the ear. God is healing. Somebody's hearing. Somebody's, it's like, it's like, you know, I remember being in a meeting and, and I walked up to this man and I took authority over a spurt of deafness out of his head. I commanded him to leave. And I walked to the woman behind him. I put my hand on her head. And unbeknownst to me, that girl went home. She was the pastor's niece. When she was a little girl, her mother was so abusive, she would beat her and would hit her upside the head. And she didn't know it, but she had been deaf for years. And when I walked up to her, she said she felt something hot started melting something in her eardrum. And the next thing that you know, when she lay in bed that night, blood started oozing out of her head. And she did not know when her mother had hit her, there had been dried up blood that had been clogging that ear for years and years and years. And the fire of God touched her in that meat and he melted that blood and she was miraculously healed. Miraculously healed. Signs and wonders where God's moving. Move, O oh Lord, through me. God's moving through you right now. Come and breathe on me. Come and breathe on me. God's melting somebody's heart right now. It's like you'd put so many.
putting walls up that you didn't want anybody to get in because of the hurt and the mistrust and the and the shame and the abuse but God is healing you right now he's, he's melting your heart let the breath of God now breathe on me come and breathe on me there's somebody's eye right now while i'm sitting here i see the holy spirit it's like something i don't know if you were hit in the eye or what happened or a flint hit your eye or what happened or something happened with the eye or something went in it but i see the spirit of the lord right now is healing somebody's eyes their cornea the retina totally made whole i bind every spirit of infirmity and i bind anything that's not supposed to be in your eye to come out in jesus name in Jesus' name, I speak healing. In the name of Jesus. You, you could test your eyes by just covering one up and looking. You could see that what was a blur, what was a blemish is gone now. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, become. Somebody else here, it's like a, I can see your gum. And it's like, it's like the gums just are so tender. They're just so tender and i just see the holy spirit going into the bone and regrafting bone in your gums and doing a work in the deep of your gums god is setting you free of the pain of the tenderness the infection that tries to come every now and then and he's loosening you and he set you free satan the blood of jesus is against you the blood of Jesus is against you. There's somebody right now, the Holy Spirit is moving through your sinuses, is going up through the nostrils, where the pain would be so great from the eyebrow down into the nose, into the cheekbone. And it's like at times you felt like it was just swollen. And I just see the Holy Spirit just going into that sinus cavity. And God is rebuilding your sinus cavity. God is restoring your sinus cavity. I come against you foul, tormenting spirit of infirmity, and I command you to loose them and set them free. In Jesus' name, I speak, be made whole. Be made whole. Just give me a minute, because I'm just sitting here, and the Holy yeah. Ghost is just doing this. So come and breathe on us. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Is somebody else here, you're in a place where it's been like there's no, there's no peace. There's no rest. It's like everything is just, it's like this monkey on your back. It's just always jumping on you and always pulling you back. And you think you're going forward with the Lord, but you feel like you're going 10 steps back at time. And there's been like a monkey on your back. And you can't seem to give up this one thing. But God has set you free today. That thing goes in Jesus' name. I come against every line, tormenting spirit that would come against you right now, that would try and rob you of peace, that would try and, and bind you and try and control you. And I command it to go. It goes right now. People are being set free in this way. You don't even know the half of it. It's like God's going through somebody's cranium. If that's a, even a word, or cranial, or whatever. I don't know much, but I know this. It's like he's going to the underlining of your head that's been like a band around your head. And God is removing the spirit of oppression from you right now. That spirit of anxiety and oppression. Goats in Jesus' name. I command you, foul, tormenting, lying devil, you loosen. And it goes. And the headaches will go now. The headaches are gone. They're gone. It's like right now, it's where you've had at times the, the blood pressure, the blood pressures in somebody's body 
God is literally putting oxygen in blood right now. It's literally fresh oxygen is flowing through your body. I don't know a lot about the chemistry of a body, but I just see oxygen flowing through veins, even in the brain, even in the head, where you thought like you were losing your mind and you couldn't think and you thought that it was Alzheimer's and the devil's trying to tell you it's early onset of Alzheimer's. But today I say be free in Jesus' name. And I ask God to replenish the vitamins and the nutrients and put your metabolic system back in order in Jesus' name because some of us don't recognize there's things in our lives we need in order. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody's fifth vertebrae, fourth, fifth vertebrae right now is snapping into place. It's just healing. It's taking place down your back. No pain. Down into, this pain radiates down your back to, into your hips. Be whole in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 There's somebody else here. It's like you can't hold what you eat. It's like the assess, acidity in your body. It's like the burning, the pain, everything. Right now, I speak to the stomach lining of your stomach to be made whole in Jesus' name. I command acid reflux to leave you. Just a few things that God is saying. There's others. I, you know, the Lord's. Oh, it's a given. You know He heals your heart. You know He heals your liver. You know He heals your kidneys. I was in a meeting Sunday night, and I'm telling you something. God gave me a word for a woman. I tell you, oh, hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Isn't it exciting to be in the presence of the Lord? Isn't it good? It's good, isn't it? It's good. This lady back here in the blue, you in the blue shirt, denim, is it a denim shirt? Yes, you. Where are you from? You're from, what nationality are you? What nationality are you? Houston, I know Houston. What nationality is she? Latino, okay. Now she's okay. I just see the hand of God is coming because there's been a spirit of oppression. Does she need to interpret or anything? There's a spirit of oppression that's made you want to die. And God is setting you free. God says your life is not a lie. And God's got his hand upon you, okay? And God's going to heal some things, even down into your liver. Even down into your liver, if that's okay with you, okay? I just feel that. Is that your daughter or friend? That's with It's your daughter. She needs a miracle. She needs a miracle. And I just see God is going to, it's almost like, um, I don't even know how to say this. It's like I see her brain. And parts of it has been like sponge. It's like it's gray areas. And I just see God coming and he's flowing new blood into her brain, into her body. And we bind that spirit of infirmity off of her right now. And we command it to go. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I don't know if there's times that you just feel like you're just, just hopeless. But I take authority over you demonic spirit that's tried to rob her of life. And I say be free in Jesus' name. And be made whole. Amen. 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 It's there. It's done. Hallelujah. 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 I've been set free. Joanne, the Holy Ghost of fire. Come with me for a walk in the glory, Joanne. Joanne and I are taking a walk in the glory. 
My sins are, my chains are gone. I've been set free. Hallelujah. I'm going to let you try and play my phone without that airplane mode on. Hallelujah. I think you might have been right. Joanne, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it good to know the Lord? Isn't it good to know his name? Isn't it good to know that he's always there for us? There's a joy unspeakable falling on you. There's a peace coming on you to sleep and rest. And if I, somebody get behind her, I'm telling you. Come on, where's my Samson? I got a Samson back here. A mighty man of God, he's coming, he's behind you. Joanne, that's the Holy Ghost on you. Did you know that? God is moving by his spirit. Fresh oil. Fresh, fresh, fresh peace washing all over you. That's the fire of God, Joanne. I know you're drunk in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That, that one. And oh, you want me to do that? Hallelujah, hallelujah. I was going to have you take it off the airplane mode, the do not disturb mode. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm just teaching people how to do things. I, I'm a, and my daughter usually helps me with all this stuff, and I should have brought her with. It's my fault. I'll never do it again. There, now I should work on that machine. Hallelujah. Joanne, don't go anywhere. The Holy Ghost is all over you. Now get ready. Can I pray for you in the end? Yes. The Holy Ghost, Joanne, are you ready? The fire of God is going to hit you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, and you're going to say the Holy Spirit. Somebody get behind her, because we don't know what could happen in this place. There it is. See, I was, you were right. Will you put it up there? Did you put it up there? Jesus. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. I'm telling you, you're full of fire. Where'd she go? She turned around. Where'd you go, Gwen? Let me tell you something. The Lord says he's heard your cry. And I know, I know already because the Holy Spirit is moving on the deep of the inside of you right now. The fresh oil of heaven. Jesus. Just stay in his presence. Just stay in his presence. When the Holy Ghost is doing a work in you. Everything you desire, the Lord says. It's like you just set things aside and say, well, I'll just keep doing this. And God says, no. The joy of my spirit is falling on you this morning. You're going to say a fresh oil is saturating me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And you will never be the same. Ministry is all over you. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fresh fire. Fresh anointing. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Just wait. I'm just walking around a little bit. Because we're being challenged this morning by technical. Come here, my lady, who worships and praises God and loves Jesus. Who prophesies when nobody even knows the prophetic word that comes out of her spirit, who hears the sound of the abundance of rain, who knows my anointing. That's what the Lord says about thee. The gift of prophecy is all over thee. The gift of song and worship and praise. Fresh fire. Fresh anointing. 
fresh, fresh touch of heaven. Lord, I loose the sound of the abundance of rain from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. She'll never be the same. She's going to dance. She's going to sing. And she's going to laugh. What is all over you? Fresh fire. She can sit down if she wants to. You can too, Gwen. What did you, did you want to tell me something? Tell me. I have a nephew that I've been praying for. And yesterday when I talked to him, I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm in bed. He said, I failed in life. And I prayed over him and talked to him. And he literally called me. And I was praying for him right there. And he called me and he said, I'm better. And I'm going to send you my resume. And I want you to help me. Amen. Amen. Well, we receive that. Amen. You know, that's amazing because... That's what I prophesied Sunday night to a woman, this nurse, I didn't know who she was, that her daughter would call her, and her daughter had a call of God in her life, and her daughter, God was going to heal it, and God was going to do this, and not knowing they hadn't seen each other in six years, they'd been estranged, and God did it. Hallelujah! God does it. Turning into hours doesn't really matter i just want you jesus any good you're writing a book over there <laughs> when i was talking to her but you're writing a book too i'm writing a book too that's okay but you write what god's called you to do you do it and i just want you come sister yellow <laughs> Father, I thank you for Sister Yellow. I thank you for the anointing of God. I thank you, Lord. The Lord says, you say, you, you say do this, and they do it. You, you have a spirit uh, of direction about you. You have a spirit of leadership about you. And the Lord says, the anointing that I placed on you, God says, the enemy, it's like you're being streamed out right now. There's things that God is streaming out of your life. He's pulling out of your life. He's pulling obstacles away from you. The things you don't know why this is happening, why that's happening. But the Lord says, I'm putting things in order. I'm turning your life yeah. around. I'm setting you free of some things that's bound you, that's held you back. And you're going to say, the glory of the Lord is visiting me, and I will never be the same. And you say, God, take all of it. I just give it all to you. Where is falling all over you? Fire is setting you free today. That's the presence of God. He's setting you free. Fire, fire, fire. I loose the fire of the Holy Ghost. That's it. God's putting all the pain out. All the brokenness out. All the defeats coming out in Jesus' name. Setting them free. Setting things in order. I speak a breaker anointing to come upon your life this morning. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. I break every yoke that would try and hinder her and bind her. I break yokes of the people's lives that's in this house this morning. I break yokes that have stopped you from fulfilling the purpose that God has placed in your life. I break yokes that would try and annihilate you. They would try and not let you see who God sees you as. And I speak that thou art a daughter of the Most High God. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He has anointed you. I come against every assignment against your life. And I say free in Jesus' name. I speak free in the name of Jesus. That you will sing and praise. And you will decree and you will declare. The Lord says, daughter, you're, you carry such an anointing. You don't even know the fullness of what I'm doing in your life. 
I lose the fire of God. I lose the fire of God upon everybody in this house. I thank you, Lord. The Lord says, daughter, I see vats. And the Lord says, I see a field. And the Lord says, I am replenishing the vat. And God says, I see you and I see your husband. And I see you pouring it out, the oil into the fields, the anointing into the fields, in a destined field, not just where you live, but destined places. For you're anointed, says the Lord. And God says, I'll bless your seed. They'll be okay. Watch and see. And Lord, I thank you for the anointed God upon my sister. The Lord says, daughter, there's things in the past that you've said, God, I, I love you and you've blessed me. And you've loved me and you've shown me your laugh and you've shown me your goodness. And God, today the Lord says, daughter, I bring you like a little girl to come and dance with me. To come and sing with me. To come and laugh with me, says the Lord. Because the Lord says there are so many that would pull you this way and pull you that and take. But God says, I didn't come to take. I came to fulfill your every need. To give you the delight like I would give a child. God says, I give it unto thee. All you would have, ask of me, and I will fulfill you with my heart's desire. Fire will fall upon you today. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh anointing. Fresh fire. I just want you. I just want you. God, this is Trudy. She's been in love with you forever. She knows your heart. Saturate her with your goodness. Pour out your oil and wine. Pour out your oil and wine. It's like I see the breath of God come and he blows upon journals, upon this, the, the pages of journals, the things that you've written down. And I just see him bringing to your remembrance things he's spoken to you and things he said. Even down to some town that you would visit. And you would be there for a season to visit. It's like, you, it's like you're going to take a trip and you're going to go visit somebody or something. And there's something you're going to bring to the table, that person's heart. And God says, it's in your spirit, man. God says, I'm blowing upon the pages of your heart. And I'm bringing to your remembrance that will help them, that will set them free. I have no understanding what I'm talking about, but I know this. You're so good. Don't you normally have a table? Where is your table? Father, the blessings of the Lord overcome her. The blessings of the Lord overcome her. Down to her finances. Down to everything she puts her hands to. I see you ministering. I see you standing in a pulpit. And I see you preaching the gospel. And I see you speaking what the Spirit of the Lord pours in you. And it's like you take a bottle of oil and you pour it all over the ground at your feet. And you say, you see this oil, how it spreads out everywhere? So is the anointing. God will cause it to be a ripple effect. And everything that it touches, it will be changed. And God says, I'm changing some things in your life. And I'm changing the way things have done. And God says, I'm going to send you a letter in the mail. And you're going to say, God has brought me a letter that has stirred me, that has encouraged me, that has shown me his faithfulness. He has not forsaken me down to even inheritances, says the Lord. And you're going to say, the Lord has done this for me. Isn't that wonderful? I'm not crying over you till Monday night. We're going to be at her house Monday night. Are you going to be there, Rhonda? Father, I thank you for Rhonda. Thank you for the anointed God upon Sister Dot here. Fill her up. Fill her up. God says, I didn't cause you to, to, to 
ride in a bicycle that had training wheels. I called you to ride by the wind of my spirit. And the Lord says, you've gone like a vavum. The minute I said, you said, Jesus, you didn't, you said, I ain't staying in a training wheel bike. I'm going to everything God's got me. God says, you're soaring in my chariot now. Ride like the wind. Only you. All we want is you. All we want is you. All we want. Listen, I don't even know where I've, I've got like to the first few rows. Where you at, Lois? Isn't it amazing? On my sister sound lady in the back with the blonde hair. Yes, you. She's looking around. You. Yes, you. What's your name? Judy. The anointing of God. Do you know, you help with this ministry. She helped with the ministry. Judy. Joyce Foreman, but this lady here too. God's going to bring you in to help some more. Do you hear me? Make yourself available. And then, then this doctor of liver. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. Everything is done in excellence. Everything is done in excellence. And I mean, I'm around everybody. I've met some doctors. I've had the parasite cleansing. I've done it all. You can turn the music down now. Thank you. Jesus. But you know how, the, to this doctor, you know how the Lord says, I know even every hair that's numbered on your head. And I know now with DNA, they can look at hair and they can tell things and everything else. But God says, by my spirit, they can't tell. But God says, you have within you an anointing to come into an unction of what is to walk the ways of my spirit. And to tell things in discernment. I'm going to tell you something. I had a very good friend. He was a chiropractor. And when that chiropractor, if I went to see him, he knew the word of knowledge. He knew which bone it was. He knew what was out of place because, of course, when you travel, you wear your body down. And he was saying, in the name of Jesus, he said, Father, just show me. And the same thing with you, Father, just show me. God's going to give you into, bring you into a greater step stool of even more spiritual discernment and the word of knowledge to know this is what it is. But you know what? You're always doing for others, but there's things God's doing for you now. Because you've just given and given, but it's your time and it's your season. And I just see the Lord just taking you on like a Holy Ghost honeymoon with him. It's like a Holy Ghost honeymoon, just a time of honeymoon. The Lord says the morning's in the past. God says you're in on honeymoon with me now. You're resting in me, okay? That's what the Lord says to tell you. How you doing back there, Sister Yellow? Stand up, Sister Yellow. Yes, that's, that's my favorite color, lime green. It is. One of my, well, that and teal and this. I love these, these clothes. Don't ask me. I get possessed when I go to Dillard's. I do. I have to. I thank God for credit cards, just a credit card. And I said, Lord, I know you're going to pay it off in Jesus' name. <laughs> just don't tell my accountant. I lose my mind. The only word I have for you is confidence. Be confident in everything, says the Lord. Be confident. Because there's decisions you're making right now, and God says your confidence will be the answer. 
because you'll have this peace and this rest. And when you make the decision, you'll say, this is what the Lord spoke to me. This is how I'm supposed to do it. This is what I need to do. God says, I'm going to shut a door around you. And you're going to move through another door. And you're going to say, God has brought me into a new place. And when I say a door, it's not just where you're going to move from your house or things like that. It's not like that. It's like God is going to shut. It's like you, you, you've matu you, you're maturing spiritually beyond the door you've been in, beyond the room you've been in. There's another room God's taking you into. Okay? Now, do you all know that when somebody's prophesying of you, you can take that prophecy Come for on. yourself? Yeah. Yep, take them all. Do you know that? <laughs> you all know that? Yeah. I'm a spiritual glutton, aren't I? Yep. Aren't I, Lois's son, Tim, who I never remember his name? We're believing God for a wife for him, and especially for Samson back there. You've seen my husband tell him to keep walking. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sandra loves it. Listen, you can't end a meeting like this, and I feel like there's people in this house. I know you've come here for a word. But I, I can't, I gotta be honest with you, I'm not one eight hundred dollar prophet. Come on, come on. And you know, I, you gotta honor somebody that when you bring the word of the Lord. And and the one thing that I know is this. Sunday night, I was in Louisville and I preached. Today I'm here and everywhere I go, it's different. The anointing is the same, but the expectation. And the water level of your faith is what you've got. And today you have made it a man on the anointing. That's why we, we, this, there has been powerful words that's come out, even teaching. You know, the place I was in Sunday night, I tell you, it's a huge church, and they have the who's who and the zoo coming there. But it was like pulling teeth. I, wanted to, I, just, I just wanted to leave. And I, I didn't want an offering afterwards. I said, don't even give me anything, because I felt like a, it was just terrible. And then I had people coming up to me saying, oh, it was so wonderful. And I, I felt so sad for them, because I thought, if you only knew how much more that God has to offer. You know what I mean? So I'm just here to tell you thank you. I love, I, Lord, I got on the, when I come in last night, I thought, Lord, oh, don't make me move back to Houston. Because I got my home in Louisville. God just blessed me the home two years ago in Louisville. He's blessed me with a car. He's blessed me with a fence. He's blessed me with a dog. He's blessed. I got the whole country music song in a Christian way. And just know a husband, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've suffered for Jesus. I'll just suffer for Jesus. Father, I don't know how to end this meeting. I don't know what you want. But Lord, if there's anybody in this place that needs a touch or anybody needs another word or anybody needs anything that you haven't spoken, I, I ask God that you would bring it right now to the table. Because I can't, but you can. And I thank you for the healing of your word. Your word has been healing to their soul. Your word has been healing to our spirit, man. Your word has set us free and made us whole. And Lord, I thank you, God, even as I sit here right now, that God, again, you bring in Joyce to my mind that's working in the sound room. And God, I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of God that's upon her life and how you've carried her and how, Lord, the Lord says, daughter, as one would take a, a knife and would put the butter upon the bread and then the honey. God says, do you not know how I've placed your spirit man and how I've brought honey to your soul? And the Lord says, daughter, as you've given unto me, do you not know what you're reaping as a crown of glory in your ministry of works and your ministry of help? The Lord says, there's so much more. And then there's the tiny little skinny girl back there who's doing this recording. And the fullness of the spirit of the Lord is upon you and is upon your house. And God says, the bush for the Lord says, even the ministry that's in both of you, in your household, in your 
your husband. God says, I bless you. And the Lord says, it's like I see uh, hidden gold. There's hidden treasures that's going to be revealed to you and your husband. Spiritual treasures and even financial treasures. God's going to bless you abundantly. And you're going to say, the Lord has brought this to our table. And then to Lorene and her husband, which I don't know his name. I let a strange man pick me up. David. Father, I thank you for David, and I thank you that God, he is an anointed man of God, and that Lorene is a mighty woman of God. And the Lord says, daughter, what I have purposed in both your lives for such a time as this. For the Lord says, you did not become a clam and shut down and say, what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? But you made yourself, both of you, made yourself available for the anointing that I could use you. And the Lord says, do you not see within your spirit the pearls of wisdom, the pearls of righteousness, the pearls of wonder? that I have developed through both of you. Do you not see, God says, the counsel that's upon you? But the Lord says, don't be in a hurry to do anything. And, and, and even down to your house, it's like I see God shaking the rafters and the roof of your house, and he's cleansing the, the gutters of your house. And there's like a, a, a refurbishing taking place in your house. It's like God is putting things back in order, and God is, and I don't even know if there's any cracks in the wall. God, in, in the foundation, the Lord says, I am taking care of everything because you've given your all to me. The Lord says, I'm going to give my all to you, and I'm going to bless you abundantly. And you're going to say, the Lord has made it like brand new for us. Look what the Lord has done. God will make it, sister, as brand new for you, you, you back there, both of you, you two together, are you two together, you two, no, you, yes, you, Miss Earrings, are you with her, no, well, let me tell you something, first, let me go to Sister Purple, God's going to make your whole life like it's brand new. You're going to say, I looked through the mirror and it seemed dull and it looked dim. I looked through the window and I didn't see sunshine. But God says, now I'm going to show you the kaleidoscope of my glory. And you're going to say, I'm going to look again and I'm going to see with the eye of the Spirit the joy unspeakable and the anointing that God has placed on me. Do you hear me? The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He's really upon you. And I speak, be blessed in Jesus' name. My sister earrings, I'm calling you sister earrings if you don't mind. It's not disrespectful. They're beautiful. Sister Erin, I tell you something. I just see the Spirit of the Lord come, and he's like takes a bride, and he's putting her, tr her trousseau, and her whole her trousseau is laid out before her that she's been prepared for, to, for the wedding day. And God says, the trousseau is your spirit man. How the Lord says, I've laid your spirit man before me. And I said, she's prepared for the wedding day. She's prepared for the coming of the king. She's prepared for me. I've never said this to anybody in my life. I've never seen a trousseau. I said to the Lord while I was beginning to say that, and I saw the stuff lined up before. I said, God, what is that? He said, that is the anointed spiritual trousseau I've laid out before her to carry her forth as the bride that I've called her to be. You're a bride of the king, says the Lord. That's a great word. I take that for me. My God, I'll take that for me. And then, Mr. Mr. Whoever you are, what's Brian? Brian, Pastor Brian, Father, I thank you for Pastor Brian. I thank you, God, that he's called, he's anointed, he's appointed. I thank you, Lord, that the glory of the Lord, the Lord says, even as one has sharpened an arrow, God said, you've allowed me to sharpen you. And the Lord says, I released you to go forth in this hour. And it's not in ways you would think, it's in the ways by my spirit. And the Lord says, you're going to say the... And I got to say this, I see rays of sun shining down on you. And I said to the Lord, what are these rays of sun? And he said, that's my spirit, that's my presence, that's my strength. God says, I'm strengthening you. I'm strengthening you with my kabod, with my anointing. Never the same in Jesus' name. Never the same, Lorraine. She's never going to be the same. And my sisters in the front row that are full of the glory of the Lord, they were here last week. They're God's Holy Ghost gluttons. They love more. So I speak blessings to both of them. 
Blessings to both of them. And then my gentleman back here, and you know, it's not a girl's night out, you know, we do, we do pray for men. But I just see the Holy Ghost of fire on you, Mr., 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 you, Mr. Gray Shirt, Mr. Shorts. I just see the Holy Ghost, joy unspeakable and full of glory. You're a, you're a jack of all trades. You can do it all. You can do it all. You could paint a wall. You could set the, the concrete. You could set the, the drywall. I hope you can do all this because that's what the Lord's telling me you could do. I'm just telling you what the Lord is saying. You're a jack of all trades. You do it all for me. Lord says, I blessed you with that talent, with that anointed. And God says, I'm going to bring more jobs your way, more finances your way, so you can sow into my ministry down the road, okay? Anybody gets any extra money, please sow into me. I got to buy a lot of things. I got to do a rental car. I got to do stuff. So I just loose the anointed of God. He's a what? Marsh? No, I'm not going to Marshalls. No, I got to pay for hotels and rental cars right now and planes, planes, trains, and automobiles. And and this sweet lady, listen, the hand of God's on your life. God's not forgotten you. This lady, Miss Sister, is it Sister Puerto Rican? You, you, where are you from? You're from here. I'm sorry. I haven't even seen the beach yet. But I heard there was a flesh-eating thing out there, so I've got to be careful. But I, I, I'm going to come back and stay. I'm going to do a ministry of hints, Lois. If anybody has anywhere I can stay on the beach, let me know. I would like a couple of days with my grandchildren. But it means I have to be alone. Don't come visit me. Don't come suck the anointing out of me. Let me have some time alone and vacation. Isn't that right, Lois? Lois knows what I mean. I tell you. Huh? Yes, fill me up, fill me up. But I just speak the glory of the Lord, a visitation. It's like I see an angel of the Lord going from your house. And he's going to one of your kids. I don't know if you have kids, but I see him going. And I see him bringing them in. He's bringing them in. He's bringing them in. And it's like, it's like the enemy tried to tar and feather them. But I see God just coming. He's removing the tar and he's removing the feather. And he's saying, I'm going to show them the beauty of who they can be in me. And I'm going to show them the anointing they have upon their life. And God says, I'm going to set them free. That's what I hear the Lord say. This is good stuff. I think I'll take it for myself today, you know? And my beautiful, this is a cute outfit you've got on, my sweet lady in white and blue. I'm beginning to sing, lady in white. Anyway, Martha, is that you? Margaret. I just lose the anointed God upon you, Margaret. You are a Margaret. You're a server. You're generous. You, you just give everything you have. If you could bake, man, I could taste food coming out from your table, so I hope you can bake. Somebody, I'm hungry. It's time to get fed. And I've been to Papa Do's twice in the past week, so we might be able to find somewhere else, okay? Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyway, hallelujah. Father, I just lose the anointed God upon Martha, a Margaret, upon everybody in this place. If I've missed anybody, I repent. But I lose blessings, my sister with the glasses in the back wall, I lose blessings upon every one of you. And I say, be free, be made whole, and be blessed in Jesus' name. Doreen, come and get this. Loreen, whatever your name is, with the see-through dress on, come get this. No, it's not. I just pick it on her. It's not. I think my shirt might be. <laughs> Isn't it fun to have fun in church? Ticket. Ticket. We're going to be asking the Lord for that.
So I want you all to send your, send your hand to her and just strengthen her again. Father, we just thank you and praise you for our sister Robin. We thank you, Lord, for the goodness of her heart. We thank you, Lord, for her obedience. We thank you, Lord, for that you would strengthen her body, soul, and spirit, financially, emotionally, and mentally. We thank you, Lord, that you will provide ways of doors of opportunity open to her and that um, her your will will be completely done in her. So we speak life into every yes. fiber of her body, Lord God. Strength. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. With blessings with grace. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus as anointing, anointing, greater anointing, double anointing. Bursting for fire, fire, fire that she has yes. given out. What do we say? Replenish, Lord, more and more fire, Father Thank God. You, Jesus. And we appreciate her humor. She should be your heart. Amen. And I'm going to be at Sandra's house Monday night, but don't tell anybody. Is it close? I'm picking on you. Like Rodney said, the fire! The fire! He's a monkey. <laughs> Hallelujah, the fire. How are you? You doing good? Thank you. What did you want to say, Brian? I retired in, in 07. He thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread, but he's been a disaster. Do you go to his church? I'm his daughter. Oh, you are? Yes. And Where's your church at? It's in Deer Park, Texas. Deer Park. It's Deer Park. Park. Oh. And Lorraine and, and, and Lorraine and David are part of our church, too. So I, I do work. So are you trying to get me to come and preach a lot more? We would love it. I would love but to. He, he doesn't ask people. He, he thinks he's... Uh, well, who's in charge of bringing him in? Make help for your tree, whatever. Thank you so very much. Thank you. I love your shoes. I'm going to go buy those. Where did you find those? Huh? Those are super Oh, they're beautiful. Kenneth Cole. I almost wore mine and they have like... But anyway, uh, yeah, I'd love it. As a matter of fact, I'd check to see where you're going. If I ask him to have you to, uh, Sunday, I can do it. Well, we have a blockage, basically. Well, whose we church well, is it? Well, he's, he was the pastor for 40 years. Oh, so they voted this guy in. Well, you just keep me informed. Let yes. me know and just call me. Okay. Thank you. I just you want to pray for my husband. He has he's in treatment for cancer, but I know oh, God's already healing Jesus. his. Yes, Father, we bind every spirit of infirmity. And we command it to loose him and set him free right now in Jesus' name. You foul, tormenting spirit, I cut every assignment at the root from him, and we just lift him up. Speak strength. Amen. 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 All right. He's a captain of shrimp boats. Oh. The gasoline being too wow. high price, so it's hard for them to make money with that. But God will provide to him something else. Amen. Like that.
All right. Thank you. Thank you. Robin, I just want to say thank you for being obedient to uh, listen to the Spirit of the Lord and pray for healing of eyes. Yes. Because the black spots in my eyes are gone. Amen. That's when I saw something came in. They're blue in, and I was like, oh, what is this? Uh, the the optometrist said, no, there's nothing in there. And I'm like, I'm seeing it. It's in there. Do you all hear this? Not, so. Yeah. I praise God for that. Amen. Did you all hear that? Amen. I got to get my phone from the back. Okay. Would you like me to get it for you? Would you mind? I would not. Will you show me how to turn this off? Yeah. I'm illiterate. It's off. Oh, it's off? Okay. Thank you. Do we go to lunch? How are you? I'm fine. I'm ready to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You are? Yeah. Dora, have you had them pray for you? Uh, I've had people pray for me before. So what do you think the blockage is? Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe the fact that I studied with Jehovah's Witnesses a long time ago. No, you know what you need to do? You need to get John and Sherrill's I, I, book. My husband and I believe in it. I, I know you do. Have you got John Sherrill's book, They Speak in Other Tongues? You go feed your spirit get first. Get that. John okay. Sherrill, S-H-E-R-R-I-L. They speak in other tongues. Okay. You read that, and then we're going to pray for you. The next time okay. I, we're going to pray, okay? All right. Thank you. Are you bringing me your watch? I love your watch. I'm going to go get me one of those. That's gorgeous. Is that an apple? Because I've got an apple. Yeah, it is an apple. But I like the, the case. I'm going to have to find... You did know, you find you can, that on Amazon? You can, yeah. You can I'm going to go on Amazon. This pops up. Yeah, I this know, but off. it's the band and this everything. Pops off too. I've been allergic to a lot of bands. I have to be careful. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'll get a leather or something. No, I'm getting that kind. I switch it out. Yeah. I'll get me one. I've got an apple. I've got the new apple. Okay. So I just need to get that. Thank you. That's good. Keep doing it. God is opening doors for me, and I'm excited. But when you first started, you had mentioned something about the ringing in the ear. Uh-huh. And I have been hearing some ringing. I can't tell right now because when it's noise, I can't tell if it's stopped ringing. Well, it's so gone in Jesus' it when name. When it's really, when it's no snoring, I, I, I can hear it a little. It's been over a year. It's been real subtle. Well, but it's, it's enough to be annoying. But when you call that, I receive that. Amen. I receive it. Amen. It's but gone thank, in Jesus' name. Amen. I receive that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I won't do anything till tomorrow. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. What are you up to? Hey, the deal I'll make with you. What? We'll go eat wherever you want to go. I don't know where to go, but I went to Papa Do's twice last week. So we can go. Or is it Papa? Wherever there's, another, there's another. There's another. There's another. It's, it's owned by the same people. It's called Papa's. It's yeah. seafood. It's regular seafood. It's not Cajun seafood. Okay. Is that where, that's Lois where she took me last week. We can go anywhere. Anywhere's okay. fine. And then there's Papa, there's Papa Cephas too, which is Mexican. Yeah, Mexican's good too. Anything's good. Anything okay. you want. Okay. I want you to go to your most favorite place. Where's your most favorite? No, I want, because you would know. Is where I want to take you. Oh, I forgot about it. We're talking away here. 
Now listen, tell your husband to ignore what I was telling my daughter because I was so mad at my daughter. I was like, I said, Amber, are you? I, but I called her retarded. And I felt so bad. I, I never have spoken to her like that, but it's it's got it's like it finally mounted. It's been going on every meeting I had. And she said, well, mom, you were texting. So I didn't. That was an hour ago. Yeah. So I was looking for my piece from my phone. She took it out of my purse. Right, right, right. That would help me today. Yeah. Okay, I promise right. you. Sorry, tell him I apologize. It will not be on oh, the recording. Oh, I felt What's, What do you got? I just want to give you a great testimony. Stay here and listen. Oh, okay. So, um, I, I have these prodigals, and they all live in Lebanon. And so, one, one she's 39, coming back to the United States. 